bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Bone Thrower's Theater, where we are making things happen. My name is Jordan, and I am the Game Master. My name is Jeff, and I will be playing Jer Lan. My name is Aaron, and I am playing Sam Faluge. This is Johnny, and I'm playing Chime North. And this is Jeremy playing Julian Illix. So previously on Bone Thrower's Theater, there was a lot, a bit, there was actually a bit of a question as to whether or not there someone was a double agent. Uh, yeah. Uh, Katari. Or Kautari. Amu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, a lot of, I don't know, double talk, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or... Interesting things that were picked up by different characters. And she also and, said a couple of conflicting things. Conflicting things. And also, I put together a, a city map of all the places. So in doing so, that's when I realized, it's like, oh, she before had an actual apartment. But now she's squatting at this abandoned building. This is a quite interesting and mysterious character. And she recruited Sam at the apartment. And then she met you, although you went to go seek her out. At yeah. The, which is interesting. Well, so it, it, might, the, it might not even have been her apartment. She the kid been. at the <laughs> squatting location did say that she wasn't there all the time. Correct. Right. right. So, But with her background, I mean, she is right. spy so, intelligence. The idea of her having more than one safe, safe house. house. Not far-fetched. Correct. Or is it? It's another thing to throw into the mix to say, well, that could mean... Or, or maybe that's not... You're right. Maybe it wasn't her apartment. She wanted to meet Sam there because she didn't want Sam to know where she actually stays because she knows Sam's background. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now, Chime and Sam have been working, trying to track down Katari, you know, to get some information. And Chime has also been having uh, interesting time with his family dramas. Oh, family dramas. Also... Jer, your relationship with Gaspar Neri. Mm. If you can call it that. <laughs> yeah, if you can call it that. He's your bestest Bears. friend in the whole wide world. And then Julian. Well, Julian sees conspiracies around every corner. Yep. You didn't want to join mine, though. I don't know why. When I was trying to hide my identity, and you were just like, that's Jerry Lan. Well, he's all about bringing information to light, so... So the idea of keeping something a secret. Mm-hmm. Totally really... opposite from the last character who thought everything was just needed to be a secret. Yeah. <laughs> Complete opposite. So, Julian. Yes. What did you do after you left Qataris? Well, it was getting, at that point, was very close to my mandated curfew time. That's right. Um, so I would make it back to my place. Okay. Assuming Jer, at that point, the firefighters even have curfew. Could they probably just not. roam the city whenever they it, wanted? It it would depend on if they were on duty or not. You'd have to be on duty. 
I, but I I am on call twenty four seven whatever. Well, yeah. So you do have a little bit more flexibility yeah. than a lot of other people. I don't know, Jared. Would, would you go back to the firehouse? Probably. Okay. Grumbling the whole way about how you didn't keep my identity secret from this potentially double agent. All right. So Julian would have gone back to his apartment, and he is really wanting to convince Jared. As secret as, as he's trying to be, it's it's no use. Right. People know. So he's going to actually, in the stacks and stacks of newspapers that he has, is find every reference he can to the character of Jared Land. Okay. Go ahead and make an investigation roll for that. You should be really good at this. I, I, sh- I should be, yes. Keep in mind that I've been wandering Perception. from city to city, changing my name no, every time. No, I have time. investigation. So. Yeah, no. you, you might not be able to find everything on me. And I've been keeping low, pretty low profile. But I know what you look like. He's looking through pictures. I'm and looking stuff through pictures well. and everything. Okay. It's all right. I would have tried my best through the years to 12. keep out of public sight. 18. If I could. 18. So you're going to be able to find three different instances of uh, Jared Land going back about 100 years. 100 years? Mm-hmm. As Jared Land? No, just okay. like as photos. And you, you like the photos like list like such and such a, a person third from the left. Here's their name. And then, you know, that that would cue off onto other searches. And okay. Stuff. And then he's going to cross-reference those things to find out what connection those instances have with healing hands. So, Jer. Yep. Do you want to supply the three instances that he finds? Or do you want him to come up with those? You want one of us, and not Jordan, to come up with those. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, The one from 100 years ago was a uh, search and rescue mission. I was on a search and rescue in the snow, and we found the people and brought them back, and they did a photo of the heroes that went and saved the poor souls lost in the snow. Okay. I'm going to throw into that. The reason I found that picture is because it's a well-known picture of Rednecks Near. Okay. That's fair. There was another one about 60 years ago. Uh, The photo was... Some group, a philanthropist group that had started a business and I was in the background walking by. I just happened to be there and you saw my picture. Yeah, just coincidentally. Uh, That's a good one. You say about 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Healing hands. Are they still going? Is this pre-healing hands? Is this post? Where this, is, this is post-healing hands. Okay. Because the 100 years ago photo... That, that had really rednecks near in it was right before, so, well, no, the start of the end, like oh, okay. like yeah. the, right before <laughs> okay. rednecks near died. Yeah, a couple of weeks before rednecks near died. So tell me more about this sixty-year-old photo because I would love to work in that. It's on file as being actual photo of this, but it it's not a coincidence that someone took that photo and you were in it. Mm. Uh, that's creepy. Almost like you were 
he, he was watched, being watched was by being watched some by form somebody. of covert group. And they intentionally got me in the background of the shot. Yes. So it's like a side angle to the shot rather than the head-on like news photo that you would normally expect to see. Mm-hmm. And standing in the crowd, like more in focus than the actual philanthropic group, is Jared uh, Land. So the group was, it was four guys and a woman, and they started up a new form of technology that utilized uh, fire elementals to create new kinds of heating to make life more comfortable within the domes. Okay. Thermal domes group, sanctioned by the council. Of course. Okay. So that was 60 years ago. And jumping back to the 100 years one, would there be a caption with names? Yes. So I would have a previous name. Yes. Of Jared Lynn. Do you want to make that up or do you want me to make that up? Uh, you can make that one up. Just as an aside, did Jared Lynn have any organization, like any affiliation with the group of philanthropists? No. Not at all? No. I already know who that group is in my mind. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. <laughs> and so they're sanctioned by the council? They were yes. sanctioned by the council at that point. Oh, and the group was all like... Uh, late 20s, early 30s, age range. Yeah, okay. That works. Just so you know, start to think of some background on your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping. For <We're> John. Okay. <sighs> and the third one was about 40 years ago. Uh, there was an accident, and I was one of the people that was hurt in the accident, and they took photos of the scene while people were still hurt and the destruction was still brand new and caught me in the like the corner of the photo and my face was just visible how were you injured it was a faulty bridge that collapsed it was just a park bridge but it was a big park bridge the supports gave out and it's a park to everlasting destruction on the other side of town (laughs) (laughs) no this was an entirely different city oh it's a different city yeah each of these has been in different cities. Okay. Um, they were just big stories at the time. Like, what was Six your... Six people on the bridge. What was your injury, is what I was getting at. Oh, uh, my injury was a broken arm and collarbone and a broken foot, uh, severe concussion. Now, a little bit of blood. Nothing too serious on the... Yeah. Now, with your, you, your elemental, are you able to heal... I don't say faster, but more completely than normal. Yeah, normal definitely. Can. All right. This is definitely one of the things granted by having the elemental. Now, were these were these cities all in North Belisere? No. The one from 100 years ago was from Marnalane, and then the 60 years ago was uh, in Centaro. So the name of the Marnalane city... It was named Deep Lock. And Centaro? A city called um, Brookhaven. Let, let's go ahead and change the name of Brookhaven, if you don't mind, because we have Greenhaven already. Yeah. We'll change that to East Landing. So for the one that's 60, yeah. 60 years ago, so they were doing research on heating elementals. But at one point we had said that they were sanctioned by the council. I mean, they, they could still be sanctioned by the council and be in Centaro. No one said they couldn't. I'm just wanting to, to 
Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because they they worked on all the different domes around the world. And forty years ago. Forty years ago, it was like four cities over from Belisera. That one was actually. It was called Choler City. As someone with a geographic name, it makes perfect sense to me. Geographic name? Mm-hmm. Jordan? Named for a country or a river? Yeah. Oh, okay. as someone. That's, I you thought mean, you were talking I thought you Choler. Choler is a geographic and name. And I was trying to say cows. Yeah, no, 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 no. But yeah, the name of Choler was named after the geographic location. Rather than the behavior characteristics. Yes. <laughs> Are you guys actually from Consiglio? Yeah, I was born and raised in Consiglio. Okay. Maybe Choler wasn't. Maybe they the parents were conceived from... in Choler City and moved to Consiglio. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, have a hundred years ago we had a search and rescue in a snow with rednecks near. Um, that took place in the city of Deeploch, which is near the city of Deeploch, which is the capital capital of Marnoline. In Centaro, sixty years ago, we had a photo bomb behind a philanthropist group. And that was in the city of East Landing. And then in northern Balasara, in the city of Chol- in Choler City, uh, Jared was hurt in a faulty bridge accident in a park. So you've, you're pretty tired at this point, I would imagine. Because you spent all night going through your rather copious collection of yellowing newspapers. Yes, but with each revelation that I find, it is... Keeping me going because like this, the adrenaline is starting to pop. Yeah, this this is like the gold mine of investigation that I have tapped into. <laughs> okay. So yes, I've been up all night, but I'm not feeling tired because I'm just energized by all this information yes. that I've just collected. This is like the mother load of conspiracy <laughs> information. How has this guy been around for over a hundred years? Yeah. Then that's the that's the main thing that was when I first hundred years ago. Holy crap. What did you look like a hundred years ago? The same. Yeah. Okay. Slightly younger. He looks I like mean, he's in his mid forties. I changed now. my hair and facial hair and things like that throughout the, the ages. But mostly pink. it was his shadow run face. Pink mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So as soon as he is legally allowed to leave his apartment. We'll say seven in the morning. He's going to. Straight over to the fire station. Okay. And he's gonna walk into the to the front desk, and whoever's sitting there is like, uh, "Yeah, I'm Julian Illix. I was here a couple days ago. I'm in the midst of a, an investigation, and Jerry Land has actually been helpful, providing me with some much needed information on some of the fires that have been going on that I've been investigating. So I'm here to speak with him again. All right. Um, let me go ahead and page him for you. All right. So you get paged. Jerland, could you please report to the lobby? You have a guest. Okay, so I come out and meet him, kind of almost dreading who it is. (laughs) It's Gaspar Neary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because it is either Gaspar or you, and you weren't helping me the night before, and Gaspar is a pain in my neck. (laughs) Though he's probably still at the hospital. All right, so... Yeah, I show up at the front desk. Hey there, Um, my old friend. What's you, up? You got you got some place where we can we can chat? Yeah, let's go outside. Because the the rooms are like big bunk areas. Okay. Alright, so we step outside. I'm gonna say, okay. I know you're you were wanting to tag along on this investigation of the fires because you were intrigued by that. 
Mm -hmm. And it came out that you don't want to be recognized or, or known or yes. this and that. You're trying to be very secretive with your identity. You don't want anybody to know. This is pointless at this juncture. Anybody with any investigation skills is going to be able to find out who you are. What do you mean? And he pulls out a folder from his, his jacket. It's like, one night. Slaps it down on the, the bench in between us. Says, this is what I found on you in one night. And you look in your 40s, but you're at least 140. Judging by some of these photos which you're in. I pick up the file and start looking through. Shaking my head, frowning at it. And then the oldest photo, uh, I mean... A different name, Alton Muncie, but that is your face, is it not? It does certainly look like me. As I look a lot like my relatives. At the same time, Gaspard claiming that you've been a part of Healing Hands, and who's this that you're standing next to? Couldn't tell you. Go sure. ahead. And, I'm go calling ahead and your roll. Go <laughs> ahead and roll for deception there. <laughs> and as, as after he says that, Julian's actually going to say, "I am calling your bluff. You know exactly who that is." Thirteen. Five. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you could have said that from the start. I got five. It would probably wouldn't have mattered what I rolled. He just wants to draw it out. Yeah. So, anyway, back in, it's like, balderdash. The uh, the anime beat of sweat. <laughs> forming on, on Jerry's forehead at this point. I mean, you might be able to fool anybody on the street, but I am I'm a private investigator. This is what I do. I find out the things that people don't want to know. And in one night, I have uncovered a hundred years of secrecy. It's secret for a reason. I understand you might want to have it be secret for a reason, but it seems like we are dealing with two very secret organizations. Don't you think they're able to find out much more than I can? with the extensive resources that they have and the length of time they have. I mean, look at this photo right here, mm. uh, 60 years ago. Okay? Why would anybody take a snapshot of a group from the side just to see who's in the background? I mean, it looks to me like, yeah, they're in the front, but it looks to me like the focal point of this is you in the background. I have no idea. I've never seen that photo before. I would assume that you wouldn't have because they probably didn't want to know that they were that you were being followed. So this is what sixty years ago. So for sixty years, you probably have had somebody on your tail, keeping tabs on what you're doing. Well, that's quite disconcerting. I can understand why you would think so, but at the same time, that means you need to face this thing head on right now if you want to get rid of it. Because trying to hide in the shadows, guess what? There's no more shadows. Um, I'm going to roll my willpower. Okay. I'm going to say it's a, a moderate willpower roll. So it's like 12 as your target number. 12? Mm hmm I rolled in... 100. A 9. A 9. It's close. It is close, but no cigar. He's going to sit there and like... Huff and sigh and glare sidelong at Julian and go back and forth in his head for a minute. And then he looks at the folder again. He's like, I have been being followed. I was worried about this for the past hundred years. Well, take a look at it this way. 
part of my investigation, I need to find out who is going up against the Healing Hands, your former, air quotes, organization. So either the Healing Hands has been keeping tabs on you, hoping to rein you back in, or this other organization has been keeping tabs on you. Either way, the more I can find out about you might lead us to some of the details of this investigation. Here nods his head a little bit. Okay, fine. So from our conversation with Katari last night, uh, we have that list of names. First name on the list is somebody we have met before. Sam. Sam Falouge. Oddly enough, was at the scene of the fire where we met yes. first. Also was at the scene of the, the slippery the, the slippery, slippery weasel. weasel? Slippery, <laughs> slippery weasel. Slippery weasel. <laughs> that bar. The, the, the that crater bar. formerly known as the slippery weasel. <laughs> <laughs> the 20D damage bar. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that Sam has been at both locations and is a name on Katari's list. Sam is somehow involved in this. Also, uh, that military officer that was with him at, was at both of those sites as well. He was at both? Oh, yeah, that's right. He was at both. He didn't want to talk about the first one. Yeah. So we need to find Sam first because I would say... Yeah. His name a, is actually on is the list. on the list. And then hopefully by talking to Sam we can know, find out a little bit more information on... What was it? Chime? Ch- Chime. Lieutenant is all I remember. Is he's enough. military. Let's do this. All right. So it sounds like you all are going to go find Chime. I'm not Chime. Sam. Sam. Excuse me. So Sam, uh, I guess I guess we're going to you by dint of. So this would probably been right in the morning still. In yeah. the morning, right after your. Was it in the morning that you guys met? No, it was in the afternoon. Oh. So we were sort of flashback revisiting. Okay. So next while, morning, you guys are m- meeting while we are meeting with Crom. Well, uh, this wow. was first thing in the morning. Yeah. We met oh, okay. in the afternoon. Okay. So if you said that's in the afternoon, you guys can do whatever. We'll have to track you down for where, wherever. Yeah. We'll just say it takes the rest of the day to track you down. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. you're kind of hard to find sometimes. Sometimes. So, um, so this is right after the meeting? Yeah, right after the meeting. Sam's going to look at uh, Chime and say, I think this is a little more than Katari told us about there's definitely something going on. Do you know what he was talking about with some chemical? I do not know about any missing chemicals. However, first I've heard of it as well. But it sounds like he's been under investigation for it. It does sound that way. You know my background. Yes. Typically, after getting a mission, we start assembling a team. Is there anybody that you know of that is trustworthy that might assist and give us some extra information? Not really, because all this is new to me. I've been working on the base, and this first I've heard of is with you. Okay. I have people I suspect of not doing right, but no way I can necessarily say I can trust at this point. Okay. That would help us anyways. I have the name of one person who might be able to give us some more information. They seem trustworthy. We won't tell them everything. You never do. But... That's part of your... 
character is not telling everything. But I think it would be wise to try to bring in some other eyes. Possibly. Are you opposed to this? Not necessarily opposed to it, but are we sure they're not part of the group that we're trying to find out about? No, but if they are, it will become known. Occasionally, the best way to find a mouse is to kick the hole. I'll uh, trust you on this because you certainly have a lot more experience (laughs) with this type of uh, dealings. Sometimes the best way to find the bees is to kick the hive. No! 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 I almost said something like that, but I'm like, no, that's a terrible idea. No! I'm looking for mice, not bees. Oh! Next thing he's going to tell me is that children be called beekeeper. It's too cold for bees. Well, let's go find a phone to use. Go ahead and make me an investigation roll to find a cave phone, I would imagine. Now, just to remind you, you're there's, out. There is no phone number on Julian's card. Oh, there's no? There's, there's no phone all that, number. All that's there is an address. All there is is an address. Oh, okay. Julian does not like phones. Okay. So as we just figured out beforehand, Jordan says they are powered by elementals. Oh, that's right. So he does not like phones. Okay, so since there's no phone number... Shall we go visit this address? Well, first let's look up the name of the phone book, but if there's no number there, then... Oh, yeah, I guess we do have that. <laughs> I got a five. Twelve. Nope. No. We don't find a phone? Or I mean, there's no it would be in a, a... No, he doesn't have a phone. He okay. doesn't have a listed number anymore. Really? Oh, wow. Because we sort of said that you are assigned a phone. Everybody has a phone number that they're assigned. Mm-hmm. Unless you get a special waiver from the council. See, my my thinking was Julian, yes, does have a phone number. But he doesn't. And he has a phone but they're not that is disconnected in yeah, his apartment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if you make the phone call, all you get is like 20 rings. So, well then. Shall we head to this address? I suppose we still have a few hours of daylight left. Okay. And we are currently at here. And so we're going to go over to Julian's place. To the north side of the city, near the wall. Yep. It's going to be a long, long trip. Oh, we're going to take yes. the Aqua Rail. Yeah. Because the Aqua Rail station's right here. Yeah. Wouldn't make sense to walk all the way. We'd be able to... Like, right, but even with that, you, you have to go up, and then you have to go around... What? It's One, just two, three stops. Three stops. Yeah. Okay. Three stops. It's not that long. I figure Aqua Rail moves pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're getting there, it's getting a little closer to evening, we'll say. Because it was the afternoon, yeah. mid-afternoon, when mm-hmm. you... Not nighttime, but near dinner time, we'll say. My thing is that Julian is, is out. He's out looking for actually you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to go back home until he has to if yep. he hasn't found you. So, yeah. well, places that we would have checked would have been over at the, the, base. the office yeah. where we first met them, probably looking around. For the sake of keeping with, with, with them, with their thing that I go, we've just been looking around and been striking out everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no answer at Sam's. So you live in an apartment building like the rest? Yes. Um, um, I think we said I was on the fourth floor. What does your door look like? Is it just a plain door? Plain door. You were hoping for a, a, a frosted glass? No. Door, no, no. Um, <laughs> painted the door with <laughs> Julian Illich's private it's detective. A, it's a door. It like sticks to the door jam. It's got like cardboard taped over where there would be. <laughs> 
Does my note underscore? Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Jessica Jones door. Yes. Yes. Jessica Jones door. Um, no, just... it's just a plain door. <laughs> okay. Well, knock on the door. No answer. Go ahead and make a roll for shade. I think that's a good idea. Four. Two. That's Jeff. That would be Jeff. What do you want Shade to tell Sam at this point? I think we should take a look inside. See so at this at this us. moment, the two of us are scouring around the remnants of this slippery weasel yeah. to see if anybody recognizes and knows where they might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chime. Um, I think I'm gonna hang out here and wait for him to get back. I think it'd be best if you just go ahead and head on out. I was just gonna leave a note for him, but okay. Okay, I will call you in the morning and let you know what what happens. Okay. Have a good evening. This is good than I expected. Chime <laughs> <laughs> is a suspect shape. <laughs> and I am going to turn to Shadow and try to slip inside the door. Tell me about your apartment building. Is it dank and dim? Is it super bright and airy? Are there any bulbs burnt out in the halls? Yeah, it's it's not kept up kept well. It's I mean I imagine the city, the closer you get to the center, the nicer things look. The farther you get towards the wall, yeah. the worse things look. And Julian is pretty close to the north wall. Okay. Because one of my requirements is that I have to be in some form of shadow. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's not a well kept. So yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Then I'm going to try to turn to shadow and slip inside the room. With a 12, 16. You oh. just hit it. <laughs> That's awesome. (laughs) So just as you phase into darkness, a woman and a small child come around the corner, like pushing a small grocery basket. But I'm darkness. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Slurp through the door. (laughs) Mommy, what was that noise? And as you're slurp, when you slurp through the door, we are questioning somebody. And it's like, you know, a guy named, and Julian just stops mid-sentence. What's going on? Jer says. He says to, to Jer, it's like, continue searching around here. I've got to go. Because he has that spell uh-huh. on his door jam. <laughs> An elemental passes through. He can sense their state of mind, general state of mind. So you sense something duplicitous trying to break through your into your house. Shade's yeah. state of mind. And yes. shade. Shade is definitely duplicitous. Well, yes. Okay. So we are inside. So. On the aqua rail, how long would it take for so where <laughs> Julian to get back? Weasel? Slippery weasel. Oh, that's so. Let's wait right here. So you have to go around the hub. Four stops. Four stops and about a ten minute walk. Well, here's what we're going to do. Since we have an, a limited number of stops for each one, we're going to roll a die for each stop to see how long it takes. Make sense? Okay. And uh, Julian is hoofing it. Like, oh yeah, he's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're running to as quickly as you can. <laughs> So I got a one on my wild die. Five. Five minutes between stops? Today, yeah. So that'd be 20 minutes yeah. plus the 10 minutes. So I can get there in a half an hour. Yes. Yeah. So I have half an hour. Okay. I don't know that. No, you no. don't. Okay. So me because sh- I can sense the state of mind. I'm not close enough to communicate <gasps> to shape. I need to be within 100 meters to be able to communicate. So I don't even know what type, type. of... Uh, um, I assume that it's air elemental because of the state of mind. 
probably the ease on which it got through your door. It just breezed right through your door. Well, I don't know that. He he I, just know, know. I just know it has busted down. Yeah, all I know is that it has crossed the doorway. I was just making it fun, but yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what did you say? I missed it. It breeze. just breezed oh. right through yeah. that. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. We'll find out what happens right after this. Do you ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? Do you ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jock and Nerd podcast where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a full spoiler podcast and we swear a lot. Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV movies and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. Jockandnerd! So we have one person breaking into an apartment. Another person who has a magical home shield. Home alert system. Yeah, home alert system. And is now running back as quickly as he can to the nearest aqua rail station so he can make the 20 minute trip back we have one person who is in the middle of questioning somebody and we have somebody who's all on his own yep walking through the city looking to avoid fire what route would you take to get back home uh well if we were at your place i would hop back on the aqua rail so we'd hop on the northernmost and head south head towards the hub mm-hmm and then over a stop and get off there. Uh, and you would head southeast. So as you're walking from Julian's building to the Aqua Rail Station, you have to go through an area that, as we've established, Julian doesn't live in the best part of town. Yes. Lights are dim. Lights are out. And as you're walking along, uh, you start to hear some footsteps behind you. Are they just, like, casually walking? Or are they trying to match my speed? Or... Sounds like they're keeping pace with you, a bit further behind. At this point, I would just keep walking. Okay. Chime. I stop and I turn around. Who's there? It's Choler. Choler, what are you doing here? Is where you live up here? No, I don't live up here. I want to know what you're doing poking into my business. What do you mean? You shouldn't have talked to Krom. That has something to do with you? Maybe. You're going to have to come with me. I'm afraid not. Yeah, I, I, I'll I, disagree on that one. No. Yes. Sorry, Choler, but that's not happening right now. I have all the things I have to get done. You'll do what I say, just like you've always done. He starts making a motion in the air with his finger, just swirling it around in a uh, clockwise manner. And you start to smell the leaves well, that have been blowing off of the trees around your feet. You can smell the leaves burning as sparks start forming in a circle around you. I'm gonna run. Okay. Like a crisp, sickly, yeah. sweet smell. There are some pine needles mixed in, but there's also some like some maple leaves and oak leaves and, that, and everything like that as well. And also the burning umber smell to it as well. It smells like Christmas. <laughs> it smells like doom. Yeah, I'm gonna run to the uh, aqua rail station. Okay. Go ahead and uh, make an athletics roll for that. Yeah, that would be more of a reflexes. I'm yeah. so used to mini six. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, they're just running under physique. Under physique, yeah. there yeah. is running. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and do that. There's also swimming, which might be fun in the aqua. 
<laughs> or dangerous. <laughs> Extremely dangerous. All right, I'm going to go ahead and use a uh, hero point. Okay. Fate point to Fate double point. your dice yep. yes. amount. Mini six, mini six for the win. 15. Okay. So what happens as you start to run, the fire starts banking higher, and it's keeping pace with uh, around you, like keeping you in the, its epicenter. It builds up into this circular column all around you. It's about eight feet high. And you're starting to feel lightheaded as the oxygen starts to to get depleted. That's what you need. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about Don't run, Chime. You know it never works. I'm going to issue a command. Okay. Controller, stop. Okay. Oh, and then it runs. Unless you're playing Cosmic Control. Yes. <laughs> it, it might be 13. Case, it might be 13. the right one. 13? 13. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that would work when we were kids. You thought you think it's going to work now? <laughs> no. <laughs> you're going down. And you start, you start losing consciousness. And you collapse to the ground. And all you can see is... The flame just arching over you until it, until it forms like a dome. And then your consciousness fades out. All right. So, Sam. <laughs> so what do I see inside of the apartment? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I imagine. I, I, could, could we hear anything? Uh, any fire? Any? I mean, were you guys being loud? No. Okay. No, yeah. it was uh, probably far enough a away. A good distance. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a couple blocks away. Yeah, and you're up several stories in okay. the air. Yeah. So what do I see when I first enter the apartment? Stacks and stacks of newspapers. A table that has newspaper all over it. Two chairs. Is your board out anywhere visible? Is that... No. Okay. You see three rooms. Mm -hmm. Uh, One room pretty close to the front entrance. That door is closed. The far room is, is closed. And there's an open door on the left side of the hallway heading back. Okay, so I'm going to start just kind of flipping through newspapers and start, you know, poking around, like like when you go, you know, just looking through stuff. Like, yes, like we know when we break into somewhere, we just rummage through other people's stuff. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we've done that all. <laughs> Each and every one of us. So, snooping. Games. <laughs> snooping. Yeah, snooping. Like, you know. Like when I, so when I was a kid, uh, there was a old house down the street from us that yeah we we broken into and just kind of snooped around like kids do yeah not really doing anything other than looking, looking at everything yeah no malicious intent just kind of curiosity curiosity the cat. looking through what's there do i i mean is there anything of interest out in the open in the first room in the first room in, in, in the main room the main room yeah when i just walk in depends on what stack of papers you're looking at I think, you know, I would keep looking, you know, I'm looking through all of them to see if there's... Do you walk, do you walk out in, to, in to the table? Paper. Yeah. Okay. To the table, you're finding old newspapers, like 40, 60, 100 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow, those are other specific years. What <laughs> things are cut out of those? Uh, there is, seems to be okay. a couple things missing from some of the those papers. Okay. So I poke around there, and... Uh, there's nothing really that's particularly appealing for me and Shade. Or does Shade find any of what I'm looking at interesting? Go ahead and make a Shade roll. Or actually, we, we know yeah. that Jeff is currently in control. Shade's going to be like, this is 
boring. <laughs> so, so then I'm gonna go and try to open any of the. Let's go look in his sock drawer. Yeah, let's. Gonna try to open. Let's see what's in the rooms. The the first door directly in front of me. First door so directly. This right in... here. So I walk in the. Okay. The larger bedroom. Yeah, the larger bedroom. You see a bed. You see a dresser. Newspapers. <laughs> Not a whole lot of newspaper, but some. Okay. And these appear to be just more recent, um, like in the past week. Dealing or with so. fires and stuff? No. Just, just in general? general newspapers from like the past week. Okay. I'm going to look under the bed. There's like a box, like a storage chest. It looks like a, a utility type thing that could be easily transported. Got a combination lock on it. That's all I find in there. I mean, th- this room surprisingly looks pretty neat compared to the rest of the apartment. Okay. I'm going to walk back out and try to get into the other room. The smaller bedroom? Yeah. Is it locked? Open- or- no, it's not locked. Okay. You open the door. It looks like a child's bedroom. In bed. And flower paintings. Animal things on the wall. But it appears to be pretty dusty in there. Oh. That's what you see when you open the door. To quote Hoyt in, in the Stormlight Archive, you see a... For stuffed animals, a pile of goo in a 17-legged crab thingy. <laughs> do you, do you walk into the room? I mean, if there's nothing, it looks like an old room. I mean, Shade, Shade might be interested. Is Shade interested? Well, we looked everywhere in the other bedroom. Why not everywhere in this one? There might be something else. Are you sure? It looks like a kid's room. You never know what a crazy man with all these newspapers might hide. Yeah, I'd walk in. I, you know, same thing. Scan the room, look under the bed, look on the dresser, you know, stuffs, articles laying around. You like, don't see any, anything laying around. You'd find dust under the bed, oh. like on the dresser. is pretty dusty. But as you get up to turn to go back out of the room on the wall where the door is, you see it's like a collage of pictures Papers with notes scribbled on them, newspaper clippings, just all over that wall. Pertaining to... Um, is GX35 anywhere in... GX35 is on there. Okay. Gaspard Neri is, is on there. Kakari is on there. Your Lamp is on there. Huh. Who else would be Would there? Sam be on there? No. Because okay. when Julian came home after getting sent, he was fixed on finding everything about Jerry Lance. So okay. Sam would not be up on that board yet. I would imagine Chime isn't either. Chime, no, but you do see Choler North on that board. He's never met Choler. No, but I do. I know your name. Yeah. Shade would be like, see, I told you a crazy man would have an obsession. You're right. I'm glad you, you see convinced references me. References to the fire at the military base. Are there any references to Shade and your experience there? No. Okay. You see a note next to the newspaper clippings about the military base. Fire elemental, and then in parentheses with a question mark, an S, elementals. Okay. You are correct, Shade. This this guy's nuts. But, you know, it looks like he's already on to the, the path of what we're looking into. I think I was right about him. I'm curious to see what's in that locked box under his bed. Sure, we can we can try. Go back into the other room and now that we know that you're nuts, I'm gonna leave that door open too. <laughs> uh no. No. I would want to. Sam would not. Sam's gonna shut the door. 
I'm gonna walk back into the other bedroom. Eleven minutes have passed. Try to pull that box out from under That's the bed not again. Very much minutes. <laughs> gonna pull the box. You're about out. half. All right. Yeah. We'll try. I'm going to. You said there's a lock on it. Is it combination? Combination lock. lock. Like a briefcase, like dialed in. So numbers. you just got to try each possible combination in the next ten minutes. Jade would say, "Let's look around for any kind of numbers that might be significant." We're going to search for any clues to to the combination to this chest. You have a whole wall of information. We do. Mm-hmm. Although I imagine. 10, 14, nothing. You know, Shade, I just don't know how I'm going to be able to, how many rollers you got on this. Five. There's five, nine, I mean, there's so many combinations to this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this open. Is there anything that you can do to get this open? I'm three minutes away now. So would Shade be able to, like, slip into the mechanism itself and find where the, the pins lock? That's a question for the GM. I would allow that. No. To have my uh, one player mess with another player? I would allow that, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, what would that be? Go ahead and roll 2D. 2D. Yeah, we'll, we'll say 2D. Oh, good. <laughs> Shade, like I said, Shade kind of sucks. Shade rolled a 1 on the wild die. <laughs> and a 1 on the other die, too. So. <laughs> so Shade seems to be a little confounded by this lock. Okay. Well, Shade, I don't think we're going to be able to get into this. Try and smash it. I'm going to start looking around for something to smash the lock with. Uh, nine. There's a lamp. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's right on the well, bedstand. So. Is there, do you have any tools, like, in the kitchen or anything like that? I mean, you can take a pan. Clang, clang, clang. Going back all your pans are bent in half. <laughs> so, yeah. And you don't have a dagger or something that you could, like... I got a knife. Yeah, what if you took the knife and just like smashed the the handle, the handle of the knife? Or you could try to pry the the lock open. That's a good way to break the knife. That is a good way to break a knife. So yeah, I think I'll use his kitchen knife. I'll 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 beat on it with my with the handle of my knife. (laughs) Oh my knife! I'm just gonna pants bit in half. Knives are so that's gonna be a physique roll. Yes, you're running up this. (gasps) Yay! This no, I would run into the building and I would. Out of my jacket, pulling out my nine millimeter. Okay, and I'm going to actually go to the very first apartment on the lower level. Okay, and I'm going to do a specific knock on that door. Okay, just you know, that's the neighbor that I have the arrangement on that helps me put the spell back on the door. <laughs> so they kind of know who I am and yeah, know what I do. And so they open the door. And Julian. Sh- this is Guinness. Need your help. Oh, hi, I'll do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. He's just gonna say air on the count of three. Yeah. Nine millimeter in hand. He's reaching out towards the steps, and he's one, two, three, and they both blow out. And he's gonna do willpower check. Obviously, if you need to do that when you're in a hurry, just rub a punch away in the stomach. Make them breathe out while you breathe <laughs> yeah. in the solar place. Uh, nine is my target. That should not be hard for you. No. With 3D, well, <laughs> stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. I definitely got it. 16. So, 
I'm able to now communicate with air elemental of choice in within 100 meters. Okay. So I would also know if there are how many air elementals are in that 100 meters. I would imagine that you have become familiar with all of the elementals. That, that should be there. Yes. That well, should be there. That are usually there, whether they should be there or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tend to be present. Yes. <laughs> There's one there that you do not recognize. Well, it does recognize. You do recognize. The, you do recognize. Well, I... Do not recognize okay, in the can, context of here's the Here's the question. Do... When I sense them, is it like looking at Person. somebody? So that if, if I had seen somebody on the street and I see them again, I oh, they're familiar. That's the question. Yeah, that's a good oh, question. I know that they all have different personalities. Yeah. I imagine that they have different magical auras. They're all within the same frequency. But it's not but it's not something that I see. It's something that I sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. So But know. that's what I'm saying. Okay. Is that when you sense it, it's kind of like seeing a rainbow. There are different gradients to the colors. And I was thinking like like what you said, almost different frequencies. So a frequency range. So C, C note, you can have it from flat to sharp. There's a range within a C note. Yeah. So all air elementals are a within C-note, that certain but... range. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like listening to it instead, like sensing. Okay, and that's why where I was going yeah, with the color. The it's gradients. like a dark red to a, a a really light red, almost orange color. And we'll say that shade kind of falls towards the more vibrant edge of it because he's um, nuts. <laughs> We're all nuts. He's more erratic. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying that I do. Recognize. You do recognize this era, or, or the aura of this air elemental that you have once. Now, met. can I can, t- can I? Is it something that I just? Oh, well, I've run into this air elemental before, or it's like seeing somebody. I know where I saw them before. No, I would imagine it's like I know I've dealt with this individual before, but I can't place exactly okay. where. Right. Because especially because you're under a bit of stress at the moment. Uh so he's going to quietly say thank you to Ms. Guinness. Ugh. Anytime. And as he as he heads off up the stairs, he says, shut your door and lock it. You hear a click. And he heads quietly up the steps. Any change in sense with the demeanor of shade? You just rolled epically to bust open yeah. the case. Yeah. So, so 14. Yeah. So you... Well, epically you... meaning... Well, from one fourteen die. on one dice, yeah, one die. yeah, fourteen. On, that that deserves something up there. <laughs> um, so, as you're entering the apartment, well, I don't want to. I don't want to quite enter. Okay, yet. it's like I'm just heading you, up the steps. Okay, but like when you get to the apartment door, you hear it as the lock gives way. Shade would definitely be like, let's see what's in this puppy. Too bad it's it. not a real puppy. <laughs> let's start opening. Now here's here's a question. If I'm connected, can I hear what Shade is saying, or do I Are have you to listening in? To yeah, can I listen in? You can at this point because we're going to say that when Sam and Shade are alone, Sam is actually actually speaks in a different voice. Oh, I can see that because air elemental forcing air out of the lungs of the person. Oh, so Sam, so, both voices come out of Sam. Yes. yes. Oh, so actually, that's that's not of any part of my ability. Anybody can hear that. If they, no wonder Sam likes to be by himself all the time. <laughs> okay, I want to. Uh, yeah, I like this. Oh my I like gosh. This. Sam's voice is naturally higher pitched, 
uh, as a female, Sam's voice is actually higher pitched. When Shade is talking, the voice is lower. Not necessarily a masculine masculine lowness, but definitely trending towards like a a more of a deep alto. Okay. So communicating directly, not audibly, to the elemental as he has his weapon trained on the doorway and is approaching up against the wall is going to say, you finding what you're looking for? What's in the box? Um, Nothing but... There's some field rations, a compass, blanket, first aid kit, rifle scope, some rope. It's a, just a survival kit. Survival kit for out in the field. So yeah, that's what's, yeah, what's yeah, in okay. there. See, I told you this wasn't going to be worth it. Says the high voice. The low voice would be like, uh, you're right. There's nothing good here. Talk. Shade just doesn't respond. As Shade hears Julian yeah, yeah, yeah. say directly, you, you find what you're looking for? Now, yeah. you would hear him say, there's nothing good here, and it would be towards both of you. So you would hear it directed at you, and you would hear it coming from within you, the way that you normally hear the yeah. conversation. Yeah. So Julie responds like, I know that voice. Shade wouldn't respond to that. He, okay. Shade would whisper through Sam, there's someone here. Uh, let's go see who it is. Put the trunk away and then stand up and walk back out into the living room. I'm still outside, outside of the apartment. apartment. Let's make it dark. Does Julian hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> uh, because Julian was actually walking up to one of the light bulbs and was about to unscrew it. He's like, let's make it dark. It's like, pulls out his flashlight instead. <laughs> <laughs> and his heat sensing. So Sam's going to actually say to Shade, are they, Sam's going to ask Shade, are they, are they coming in? Or are they, they're just standing out there? It's that weirdo that can talk to me. You would hear that. Which weirdo? Someone can talk to you other than me? The crazy man that lives here. Oh, we don't want to make it dark for him. We'll just, we'll just let him in. So Sam's going to go open the door. Okay. I was there to meet Julian in the first place. So you see this blaring light just come right into your face. Oh, what's with the light? Uh, what's with you and my apartment? I was waiting for you. This is my apartment. That's why I was waiting for you here. The door was closed and locked. That's weird. It opened just fine enough for me. <laughs> you had to unlock it to open it for him. Remember? Because you went through... <laughs> un- yeah. no, I'm just saying that yeah. he heard a click a lot, but that's a yeah. little detail. <laughs> Shade would be silent at this point. What are you doing in my apartment? Figured this was the best place to find you at. Generally, yes, but what are you doing in my apartment? Not outside waiting for me. Much more comfortable in here. We need to talk. I agree, Sam. I've been looking for you all day. I was right here for past at least 30 minutes. I know. Okay, so what were you looking for me for? For me for. For me for. For me for. Why were you looking for me? (laughs) (laughs) At the moment, I find it a little more disconcerting that you broke into my apartment. I wanted to talk to you about um, about GX35. And I wanted to talk to you about Katari Amu, Healing Hands, Fire Drakes. And how is GX35 a part of this? It's, it's, it's not. It's an elaborate cover story. So, yeah, Healing Hands, GX35, it's part of it. It's actually not being used. I mean, it's part of it, but it's, it's 
what? There's something more sinister going on. But why would they steal it if they're not going to use it? I'm not sure it's actually stolen. Oh, well, let's compare notes and we can find that out. There's another person I've been working with, uh, Chime North. I think that you you should meet him, too. Chime North. He says it just that slowly. Yes, um, you... Lieutenant Chime North. He was uh, my reintegration officer, or disintegration. No? <laughs> <laughs> Reintegration. <laughs> my disintegration. <laughs> officer. My, 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 my reintegration officer. Disintegration officer is somebody you go to when you do something bad. Oh, it's a thing. So <laughs> when you violate the council. Disintegration. <laughs> typically, typically stashed by a Mandalorian. <laughs> no disintegration. Is it active part of the military right now? He's active military right now. Oh, this guy is so much more convoluted. Does Lieutenant North have any family in town? He didn't mention any. Okay, if you are truly working for Healing Hands by way of Kataria Moon, which is how I have your name, through Gaspard Neary, then this North character is not to be trusted. But I have my suspicions that this Katari person is not to be trusted either. Nobody is to be trusted. <laughs> I was about to say that. Trust nobody. Um, for the council. Only trust the council. <laughs> Julian does not say that. That was just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shane says that. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can get this all cleared up. We'll get me, you, Chime, and Katari together, and we'll hash this out. She recruited me and Chime... Uh, two days ago with the Slippery Weasel. Well, yes, then it blew up. I was, you probably don't remember. I was there. You no. were pretty plastered. Yeah, I do remember that me me and Chime got pretty drunk that night. Anyway, you said Katari has recruited Chime as well? Mm-hmm. Even more reason not to trust the two of them. I've worked with Katari before. I think she can be trusted. Said the man who just broke into your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to go talk to Katari and Chime? Together? Yeah, me and you. I mean, talk to both of them at the same time I don't think is such a great idea. My perspective. Katari, who is a wild card in my book. Chime, who has severely suspicious ties. And you, who has broken into my apartment. <laughs> By the way of your friend who is all of a sudden quiet now. Three wild cards meeting together with just me. No thank you. We can we can do this in a public place. I'm, I'm not discounting your fears. Let's just meet with this Chime character. Okay, he actually just left. To go where? Back to his place. You know where that is? Yeah, so let's head over there. Are you standing outside of the house, outside of the apartment while I'm standing inside? Yes. Of the <laughs> <laughs> See this exchange. Yeah, the gun. Um, yeah, I still have the gun, and it's it's not pointed directly at you, but it's still ready. Okay. Like so, down at your feet. Okay. So let's go meet him, and I start to step out of the door. I say, hold on, let's find out if all parties involved want to go meet him. And he says in his head, "What do you say, Shade?" It's still going to be silent. We're not going anywhere until we find out if all parties actually want to go meet together to discuss information. Me and you, who else has an interest in the matter? 
I don't know who else might have an interest in the matter that is here at this present moment. So the only ones here at this present moment are me, you, and my air elemental. Yes. Why does it matter what my air elemental wants? It matters greatly what any elemental wants. Shade, do you want to go meet with Chime? And talk directly in his head. Shade! <laughs> we know you're in there, Shade! <laughs> Come out, Shade! Shade would just talk into Sam's head. Yeah, why not? It might be interesting to see what happens. Shade says he wants to go. Does he? I would like to hear it from Shade himself. I think you should roll to convince Shade. Persuasion when talking to an air elemental. That's my specialty. <laughs> 6D. Uh, plus four. One. 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 one four. I think it's literally one willpower. Four. 26 to four. Shade's mind just opens up to you like a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like, eh, you're just crazy enough to make things interesting. <laughs> Shade's my favorite. <laughs> this might be a good day after all. Only if you let us humans do all the talking. I only ever talked to Sam until you started poking in my brain. This is all in your guys' mind, right? Yes. yes. On this one, you let Sam do the talking. I usually do. Don't forget, I can listen. Not if I don't want you to. <laughs> and then go silent again. We'll see about that. With that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this session. Thank you so much for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater, and also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.